Yo, what's good, yo? We yeah. back with season two. Um, yeah, we about to get go. real New York on. Um, yeah. So I'm saying, like, it's follow, subscribe. Yeah. Y'all, we finna be it's live. It's kidding, you'll be back again. To tell your friends, to tell your wretched ass friends. Thought we was gone, but nah, I know we ain't. That you got rid of us, but no, no, you can't. Yeah, uh, Everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Pontificating. Um, I am your host, Kioma, for today, and I am here joined by my lovely castmates, because this is a show. We, we, we put in on a production here. This is what we're doing. I'm here with my lovely castmates, Ty and Asia and Sally B, and we are checking in. We're checking in. What's good, everybody? How are we doing? We're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. We're exhausted. Yeah, I, <laughs> we okay. We're we're giving. Are we giving high vibrations? Are we giving low? Are we like medium? Are why, we yes, medium why is no one discussing medium vibrations? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I what? feel like I'm medium. Like, why can't I have like shrimp and a burger, like surf and turf? Why? Is it, <laughs> why gotta pick and choose? Please, I'll ride the medium. Yeah. I'm on the medium wave. I, I definitely, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, so we're going to kick it off. We're going to jump right in with our Yo, Eric, you are wildin' subject. Eric. Um, so Sally B, how, how's Eric? How's Eric been pissing you off this week, bro? You know, when is he not pissing me off, honestly? When is he not pissing any of us off? This is true. This is I just, you know, just reading the news and stuff like that, Whenever I do the little bit that I do, I'm like, does he think he's a party promoter? Like, what's happening? What is going on with this guy? Instead of freaking running the city, you're over here getting decked out and, and hosting parties. Like, what are we what are we doing here? There's lots of shit going on in this fucking city. I don't want to be here. Nobody wanna be here, but you out here partying. What, what are we celebrating? What are we celebrating? Please. First of all, he is a man of the city. Okay. <laughs> okay. He is one of the people. All right. Well, he's not like, say he's, we'll he's say not like these transplants. You know. <laughs> well, say that. Act like that. Like, don't you know? Hype us up just to give us this bullshit. Nothing's changing. Like, what are you doing? Listen. Why were we? Well, not we. Well, why were they so behind him? What? Why? What happened? Oh, because he's black god damn it i hate that narrative i hate that shit. and the man because we had like two or three black women on a ballot and they were just like they, yeah, women so that one, one right. had dreads right really yeah. yeah yeah can't. Well, she she shot herself in the foot because she was associated with de blasio so that just wasn't gonna happen mm-hmm. that's true yeah. that's true that's true but you know but my man eric out here being a socialite you know what i'm saying <laughs> there's shit that's wrong with the city what are you doing it's not like you're doing it to benefit you know what i'm saying the, the the city no you're not doing that so i'm just i'm tired of it i'm i'm his shenanigans i'm over it i'm over it he gotta go you gotta go i wouldn't be surprised if like after his stunt or stint as a mayor mm-hmm. that he like opens like a series of like clubs clubs oh, yeah. right you know like yeah. lounges i can see that i can see that 
or I maybe more so like speakeasies. He looks like the speakeasy type of type of nigga. <laughs> that type of dude. He's like, nah, I want to control who comes in here. Yeah. Speakeasy. He want to control the narrative. He I can see him having a VIP list, like you know. That, yeah. People no, get no, people phone, get phones in. in 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 the uh in the bag. Yeah. Before oh, you come in and all that. Yeah, you can't. One hundred percent. Ridiculous. Um, speaking of like getting into clubs, can I just talk about like the beauty standard? <laughs> but also, really, it's just chin hair. Like, I don't know how this is Eric's fault, but I feel like he played a part. Maybe because he's a black man, maybe because he's bald. I don't know. I feel like there's something happening. But why do we have chin hair? Not all of us. Some women are blessed with baby smooth chins. Nonsense. Nonsense. They're lying to you. They're Not lazy. myself. Do and I'm just like like my edges i gotta take care of them i have to moisturize them castor oil you know wear a bonnet when i remember but the chin hair it grows freely every day i can actually feel my chin hairs growing in i feel of course. them of course. Do, is it me do you guys feel them when they grow no, in? i feel it i got one right here right, right i can literally here. feel it growing out of my skin i don't know if it's like mental illness or what but i'm like why but i will say this as much as i hate my chin hair it is such a pleasure to like get one and like really like like I had one I was working on for at least three or four days. And it was what do you mean? What do you mean working on? It broke. It broke. Yeah, I couldn't catch it. The tweezers were too thick. Yeah, I like the hair it. was the hair was too fine. <laughs> Enough wasn't out. Enough. Listen, girls with chin hair, they're gonna be like, oh we, yeah. We get it. We get it. So sometimes like the hair isn't out far mm-hmm. enough, but like you feel it because I'm constantly like, mm-hmm. <laughs> You gotta wait it out. You have you have to wait it out. Cause if you go too soon, you'll break the hair and then you have to wait another growing process. So I had one uh, that was like really getting at me for like at least two or three days. And finally last night in the bathroom, I like I took my time. I like got close to the mirror, did some inhales and I got my like really pointy tweezer. And then it's all about like manipulating your face because you got to you got to damn near. It's a whole situation, but I got it. And I like I, the, the, the feeling of relief I got when I pulled this chin in. So Eric, I'm not sure how you're playing into this. It's stress. It's the stress. Thank you. It's the stress. Stress, You know what it is? That's what it is. The city is very, very dangerous right now. I'm stressed out. My testosterone is through the roof. (laughs) I'm looking, I'm looking left. I'm looking right. So I'm getting hit in the back of the head or stabbed up. It got my hormones all messed up. Now I'm growing chin hair. Eric, do your job. I'm growing chin hair. I'm a young lady. You go have a full, a full face, a full face by the time he's by done with his a, term. If, listen, if I mean. do, if I grow a full beard, it's gonna be styling though, because I really, I wouldn't mind a goatee. <laughs> I always think they're very a goatee and like a must. So, I wouldn't you know be- what. Honestly, <laughs> we're jumping off topic here, but I feel like it would really go well with your rat tail. Yes, I do want a rat tail. All right. Okay. Those who don't know, I really want to grow a rat tail. Not, it's let's like not throw them all. Look here. Yeah, I really. I don't let's, know why. Let's get back on track. I want to grow a rat tail so bad, but let's get back on track. It's okay. Not, it's, it's not working out. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Don't understand. We're on the topic of beauty standards, and Ty Eric pissed you off with with what? What do he do? <laughs> what did he do to you? Nah, Eric can do nothing to me. I think we should go to Is It Just Me or... Mm. All right, yeah. so um, let me say this. Um, 
by the time you hear this, homecoming was last week. Or yeah, homecoming was last week. And I went to uh, CUNY. So I went to City College of New York. That's where I met the majority of these ladies. And though I enjoyed my time there, I could never imagine going back every year to see anyone and celebrate ever again. And I do realize this is a very... Uh, this is a very distinct feeling that comes with going to HBCU and probably going away to college. And I really don't get it. And I might, this is not even like trying to be shady. I don't get it. I do not understand why I'd want to go back every year to see people I went to school with every single year. Um, the glow up. What are you talking about? No, but, but earlier on TikTok, I saw, um, I forgot what school it was. It was HBCU. And they had like, all the line members i'm not sure which sorority it was and it was like people from like probably like freshmen or whatever age you can start to join and then it was like these old ass ladies like probably like 60s and 70s and they were like doing their little you know please <laughs> please sororities will come for me i don't know what anything's mean but it was at that moment that i did get it i got it i was like oh that is amazing to like go back and see history and these people you connected with like you know if you're really if you're if you've become really successful in your all across the world now, like you're coming back and you're seeing like the younger line members and you're seeing how much your school has grown. And then like, even thinking about like, cause it was old ladies there. And I was like, imagine like being like 1940s black woman in college, which it was like, you know, really amazing thing to, to it wasn't a small feat to get education at that, at that time to like be in 2022 and seeing all these young black women and men um still keep it on a tradition and I was like oh I, okay like I, I'll never understand it on like a deep level because I didn't have the experience but I can see how now I would want to go back now probably not every year I there's no way I'd be going every year that's just me I'm an introvert I don't need to go every year to do anything with lots of people but I can see how like you're really watching the progression of mm-hmm. Like where where you came from, like like being like one of the first people of that school, like the first class of like, I don't know, Spelman or whatever. And then now it's uh, 50, 60 years later and you're watching the new class come in and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, OK, I see. Like it's 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 more like the yeah like the glow up or like the progression of how far That's you've true. come and like coming back in and like honoring like where you've come from now. And so I kind of kind of but it's a big thing. It it's is. A, it's a huge thing. It like, is. No, uh, I'm saying, I just, I couldn't relate to it. Because we I, didn't, we didn't go through it. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's we went a to a, I mean, City College is mad black also, <laughs> but it wasn't thing. like a school for black people. Right. 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 It just. Right. I mean, you could having, imagine like, what would, um, what would a City College homecoming be? Honey. What would I, it be I, like? I, pointless. That's what it'd be like. A beaver. Absolute, absolute a damn beaver pointless. in the quad. No, I'm talking about like our experience. Like, what if it was like, all right, you, it's like a, a big party at like, like an opal party. And then you party like the cast party of like, I don't know, hair or some shit, some wild cast party that like, what if that was like the, the, the vibes? I guess. I mean, I guess a it was. Sonya house party. Like, what if that I, was. I'll like, go. I'll go to that. I'll, I would I'll go. go again. Not go. Not every year. It's not, not every, every year. year. Thing. Couldn't do it every year. Yeah. But got it. But yeah, we definitely, we definitely. Yeah. I, well, I understand it because you know my um my roommate. This sounds crazy. <laughs> when I was in training, she <laughs> for my current job, she um she's an AKA, and um there's a whole uh, bunch of them right now on the line, and 
it's a whole big thing your daughters are in it you know what I mean so I could see like how it it, it's it it means so much to them to go back and now you know I have my daughter who just turned 18 now she's she's an AK you know what I mean like it's just a whole big celebration and just to see her celebrate her daughter and they're both wearing the same thing and doing it it's it's amazing it's it's, it's nice to see it's really really nice to see and you know what is also why I don't get it I'm gonna just finish this up is because I really don't have um now I'm not calling it a cult but <laughs> I don't have cult mentality I don't have the need to be around lots of people right right right, right? right. so like lies no I don't I do not have Didn't the need. A cult? weren't you in a no cult? no 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 I enjoy I think cults are very interesting they are they are very interesting what's that what's that mindset called what was it called momentum momentum, momentum. right but it works in the last no, but momentum worked because it lasted three days. It was three days of culting and you were done. That was it. That That's the max I have for a cult is three well, days. Well, you could have went on. You just didn't take the pressure. I that could they, not go they, on. They, they, you, didn't no, take, no, you didn't go I with the pressure. Well, financially. Financially, right. No, but no. What, not, I'm not saying cult like a bad thing. I'm saying like people have like loyalty. So like they love a celebrity, right? Like they'll go to Beyonce's concerts no matter where she's at. People have like, they, they, they have stands. People would love church. Humans of of all walks of life love, love to belong love to be sometimes. around people. Yeah, they love to belong. It's a it's a human it's a human nature thing. I'm sure I have it to some level, but it's very little. So the idea of like being in a sorority, I thought when I was younger, I was like I would pledge, but then I was like actually I don't have the commitment to being in this. I don't have the commitment to it, which is commitment. I don't have that mindset mm-hmm. of wanting to be around a group of people all the time forever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also why part of it is like, I don't, I can't relate because I don't have that need to be in that kind of environment. But in seeing it, I was like, oh, this is a very precious moment. And no matter where you go, there's always some, no matter, it's like, no, you can go to Timbuktu. There's the AKA there. Like, yeah, they take care of each other. And I've witnessed it. I was like, what the? Do you know her? No, but that's my sister. They do. They do. They do. Yeah. It's amazing. I was like, what? You don't even know these people, but you don't have to. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a symbolism thing. It's like a, it's Mm -hmm. just a stamp of like black pride. That's like another Mm -hmm. way for them to show how proud they are of being Mm -hmm. black. That's why I've been to a homecoming twice. Yeah, I've been to, I went to Clark Atlanta's and I, I forget the other one that I went to. It was mad fun. I, I don't understand how anybody gets any work done going to a school like Clark Atlanta, <laughs> but it's like, cause that, it, that is like, you know, amongst people that know amongst HBCUs, like Clark Atlanta is a party school, but I mean, you do get, a, you know, a, an education, but I do understand the being there. I think the only time that I, um, that feeling was like replicated was when I was in South Africa for New Year's with, with time. Um, but just like that, like that, uh, black, just like the being around so many smart, educated black, like Mm. it's just, there's, there's not, a yeah, there's, it's, it's a, it's a very unmatched feeling. Like y'all can still turn up. Mm. You can still, you know, have fun or whatever, but y'all have your degrees. Majority of y'all have career. Like, you know, it's like a thing of just like celebrating, the yeah. fact that we are black and educated and yeah. we, but we have made it this far, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we are at a certain age and some of us don't make it. That's why a lot of 
I definitely love seeing a lot of like the men participate in it, whether they're in uh, fraternities or not. Like, it's just like a feat that you made it to this age and that you were able to go to college and all these things like that. So I definitely get the pride and all that stuff like that, even though I couldn't do it myself. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just right. tired thinking about it. Like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Speaking of pride, Salome, don't you have a, is it just me? Speaking of a well, prideful Black. Yeah. <laughs> um damn i wish she didn't kick it to me like that because it's <laughs> none to be it's none to be um prideful about uh woo, i don't even know i don't even know how to i don't even know how to get how to <laughs> how to how to start this one off like um first of all it probably it probably isn't just me all right all right it's about kanye <laughs> it's about kanye and I'm having a hard time, like, you know, throwing out my Yeezys because those orthopedic shoes, especially now being, you know, 21 months pregnant, um, they're very comfortable. And Kanye really is wilding. Like, he is, he is wilding. Like, there, there was a point in time where I felt like, you know, no matter, okay, he has a family drama, this and the third, he's harassing Kim, whatever it is. I didn't care. I didn't, I was like, I still love him. I don't, I don't, I know, I know, very problematic. Like I said, nothing to be prideful about, but um, I just didn't care. But then, you know, with his, his latest shit that he over here pulling, I, 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 I am perplexed and I don't know which way I should go. Can I ask why you're perplexed? <laughs> because it's like, it's like I want to like him. I really do. And I always have. But why? But now I can't. I, I cannot. Mental illness to mental illness, obviously. Now, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're going to, we got to, we got to stop. Listen, gotta stop listen I get it. I get it. I we understand. Gotta... That's why I said, I know it might just be me. I, it might just be me. I don't, it's not, I, <sighs> everything that I've seen on the Instagrams and with his cult, like it's too much. it is, it's not just you. It's always, you know, cause even from, I saw, I was watching the other day, I think Trevor Noah, not, I think, but Trevor Noah made a statement on, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the fact that he doesn't have beef with him because he has a mental Ill- illness. I, it's very, very, and a lot of people have said this, and I, I think this rhetoric and this, like, it needs to be, it needs to gain more traction and be on the platform. It is very dangerous to, mm-hmm. to uh, interpret his behavior and the things that he is saying due to mental illness. Correct. Our blackness is not a mental illness. Mm-hmm. That is just what, that's, that is just the things that you believe. Kanye has... He has, like, he has just, <laughs> he's just done so, and I, I really tried to like block him out of all kinds of things me off, but it's like, he has done so much to shit on black people mm-hmm. and the shit on democracy and all of the, and just like all of the things that black people have done to, 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 for him to be at the stature that he is now mm-hmm. is he's just disrespectful and he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. Mm-hmm. Like. He's, it's, he may be, he may have a mental illness. Sure. 
but that is not why he's behaving the way he's behaving. Mm-hmm. He is behaving like a white privileged man because mm-hmm. that's the caliber of, mm-hmm. of, 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 of celebrity and just the tax bracket that he's in. He's surrounded by people that call him a genius and like all of this shit like that. But Kanye has been exhibiting this behavior since forever, since he said that's like yes. choice. So it's like, yes. it, shouldn't, it shouldn't perplex people. It shouldn't, I mean, it just further, it you know, perplexes like- perplexes me as to why oh, wow. I felt that way about him still, even mm-hmm. after he said say, uh, slavery was a choice and all this stuff. I'm like, well, it's me trying to understand. Like, I, there's nothing to understand. understand. There, there's nothing to understand. And I get it. This is why I said, mental illness illness for me you know what i mean clearly it is because what else and then i just said <laughs> and then like listen listen what he just did or what he just said even even talking about like 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 virgil and 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 his best friend i'm like you're clearly crazy like what are you talking about it's not your best friend what do you mean louis vuitton killed virgil like what, what are you saying the man had, anyway whatever white what is it white lives matter mm. went all the way left then george floyd who i spent my entire freaking 2020 marching you're gonna say that he he didn't die because eric chauvin had his knee on his neck you're gonna say shit like that derek so chauvin. i feel like i'm just i'm i feel like i'm not derek yeah derek uh chauvin Ugh, eric is in my mind in there <laughs> fucking man um (laughs) (laughs) it's his fault too anyway but no that that, I feel like that's my last straw like I don't I don't have it in me so that's why I'm like I'm a little confused because the shoes are very comfortable you know what I'm saying it it is it's comfortable for me and especially I don't think this is mental illness I think this is the plight of black people maybe truthfully there's not a single brand that we should be wearing that that is true something crazy about us but that's black true. people, I mean, all people, but particularly black people love name brand shit. It's a, mm-hmm. that's a mental illness right there. They it love name is. brand shit, no matter who's attached to it, no matter what no matter. negative ass thing has been said about us, they still love it. So a lot of people right. don't agree with Kanye West and they still wear his stuff because mm-hmm. people don't connect. Like for me, my driving force is I'm not going to fund your anti-blackness mm-hmm. and people they forget the they forget that part they forget the funding part mm-hmm. every time you stream music you're funding every time you buy snookers so it's not just it's not just i'm supporting him whatever you're literally funding his mm-hmm. foolishness mm-hmm. yeah and people mm-hmm. forget that their money because they feel like oh my whatever yeezys cost some stupid amount of money they forget that that 200 300 how much do you use how much do they cost it depends it depends. depends give me a range because i really have no idea like two, from like two to two fifty. Okay, so people feel like their two fifty doesn't matter. It does matter. Mm-hmm. It does. Your two fifty does indeed matter, and we have to stop funding him. Don't think of it like I like him. Who the fuck cares? You like everybody. That's that's not. Think of funding. You would you would you fund Donald Trump? Would you fund a Nazi party? You I get it. I you get are it. not. So I, Asia, I get it. And listen. So it's not like it's it's. Think about your actual money. You have a child on the way. Do you want to take money out of your child's mouth to put into Kanye's bag of hate? Think well, of it like see, that. <laughs> like, think that's of it. why I said it had to stop. So whatever easy I have, 
that's it. It stops there. You understand what I'm saying? But it's like I don't want to stop wearing what I had. And and plus, you know what? It's I spent it. I spent it. I spent the money. The money's gone. Can't get it back. I mean, you can. You can get it back if you if you sell it. <laughs> if you sell it, they are worth more now. Because I was I, not to be not to be like insane, but I also same struggled with the same thing. I have Yeezys. I have Yeezy brand stuff, but I have package them beautifully and they are being sold because at some point mm-hmm. yes you have to draw the line you have to right. do all these things but I will never like play myself and my intelligence to be like oh I'm, I'm confused like he hasn't exhibited he's exhibited he's exhibited that behavior and I as a consumer chose to ignore it and so and I still right no that's snack. right that's right that's that's a better the, way to put it you have to like yeah just don't don't like He's he's been saying this shit. He's been mm-hmm. saying all these things like that. And let's just stop. The buck stops here. <laughs> buck stops here with Kanye. And I know Ty and and Asia don't have easy shit. Salone, you and I will never, <laughs> never spend another dime. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. The We're buck done. stops here, like you said. We're buck done. Stops here. No more confusion. We're done. Got it. <laughs> Speaking of done, let's move to our main topic, our so boom. Kiyoma, you about to educate the people or not? I'm about to educate y'all. Hopefully this is not new things. You know, hopefully (laughs) we, these are things that we all know, but even if it is, no shade, you know, we all, we learn something new every day. So what's on the election ballot? Last episode I ended, you know, letting y'all know that this is what we were going to be talking about today, voting don't believe the hoteps y'all it is important i understand that it's frustrating i definitely understand that we would like things to happen and to change and but shit doesn't happen overnight we got to put in the work and we cannot stop being vigilant i guess that's that's the best word so what is our on our um well let me start by saying voting leave rights right there's certain things that we have to put in action to prepare to vote right so if you have a, you know, a job where, you know, you're working overnight shifts and early morning open ballots just doesn't work for you for, you know, election day on November 8th, you can vote early. So our early voting period, it starts October 29th to November 6th. So October 29th is a Saturday and certain election uh, polls, certain polls, and, and you can go on the website, um, elections.newyork, oh, well, sorry, elections.ny.gov, and you can put in your zip code and it'll specify a lot of different polling centers will come up. And so certain polls and um, polling centers are open nine to five, 10 to three, you know, certain flexible hours during the early voting period which again, October 29th to November 6th. Now on election day, our poll hours are from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. So let's just say you got to work 6 (laughs) a.m. to 8.30 p.m., right? For whatever reason, wild, you're pulling a double, you got to get the money, whatever. New York state voting laws, it is mandatory that your job allows you two hours, whether two hours in the beginning of your shift, two hours at the end of your shift to designate to you going to vote. 
say you're like me, I live in Brooklyn now, but my polling center is in Staten Island because I'm not doing all that extra just to change my ID. My job will allow me to leave either two hours early or I can come in two hours late because I have to go vote. So that is very important. We can't keep blaming it on we don't have the time. We don't have the resources. There's ample time, ample resources. You just have to know. Knowledge is power, y'all. It is. So what is on the ballot? What are we voting for? I know that's like a very big question because a lot of people just don't know because it always, you know, like what are midterm elections, all these things like that. This is election, the main election. We are voting for New York governor. We are voting for um, our lieutenant governor. We are also voting for our attorney general and comptroller and Senate. Okay, those are the main, those are the only things that we are voting for. So New York governor and lieutenant governor is basically like linked. If you're voting for, you know, the, the Democratic Party, you are going to be voting for the same governor and lieutenant governor. It's like, it's essentially like when you vote for a president and vice president, it's the same, same thing. So our, um, after midterm elections, they have determined, you know, uh, Ms. Kathy Hochul, I think that's how you pronounce her name, who uh, replaced Cuomo after he resigned amid Hochul. all this. Hochul. Hochul, sorry. Hochul. Thank you. Thank you. Um, after he resigned amid all the sexual assault allegations. So she is running with Antonio Delgado. That is, he's running with uh, Lieutenant, as Lieutenant Governor. And uh, so quick hits for Kathy, what is on her campaign uh, website, if you go to Kathy Hochul uh, campaign, if you just like Google it, her, all of her campaign hits will come up. And um, her website is very easy to navigate, very, you know, it's, it's very friendly on, the, you know, these old eyes that we have here. Um, so quick hits, she's proposing a $1.2 billion tax cut on the middle class, right? So that's very important because New York, the majority of New York's population is middle class and what, so I, i'm sorry what is um like middle class range well the last time i checked it's, it's essentially the same range as if folks who know um for like the student debt relief so oh, if your family makes under one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you you're like in that mm -hmm. you know middle class range i think the meet the um the less, the least that you can make, $60,000, which is wild as a family, but yeah, $60,000 to $150,000. Do not quote me on that because I'm literally just trying to remember from last year. So yes, $1.2 billion tax cut on middle class. Um, she wants to, she proposes to grow the New York healthcare workforce by 20% by proposing a $10 million investment, which is also very important to me, um, just thinking about, you know, like going to the emergency room, sitting in there for three hours, that is because certain hospitals don't have the staff to, you know, uh, to meet the demands of, you know, shit coming in at all hours of the night. And another thing that I found very, very important that I think a lot of folks would be interested in is a jails to job initiative that she's also launching. And so this initiative is for formerly incarcerated people. Um, we know that the plight is when they come out of jail, once they've been convicted of a crime, it's very difficult for them to find a job. It's always, you know, job, job uh, background checks, all of these things come up. 
So her initiative is supporting folks in finding jobs um, and also restoring the uh, tuition assistance program, which is crazy because it's been banned in New York for 30 years. So the only other place that I've heard of something like this happening is Columbia. Columbia offers a basically a um, a restorative, like furthering your education. It's it's targeted to folks that are between the ages of like 40 and above or starting from 40 and above or folks that just came out of jail. They've been convicted of a crime they can't afford. So they get a lesser they get charged like a lesser tuition. But this jail to do- jobs initiative is like really big. If, you know, when she's elected, she puts this into, you know, fruition. And so her her campaign, her whole like slogan is the New York comeback, kind of like Eric Adams. <laughs> I think that's something that he was running on as well, like bringing New York back and all these things like that. But hers is less focused on the lounges and the bars and more focused on, you know, the New Yorkers in the economy. And um, in, in um, conjunction with like healthcare, she is working towards cementing New York as a safe haven. Um, so we're a safe haven for immigrants and we're also a safe haven for um, abortions. Like you can come from anywhere and get you know, an abortion, which is very big on the ballot everywhere across the United States. Um, and she proposed and well developed and proposed a, a patient bill of rights. And that's to make us aware of our rights and um, legal protections as patients. Like when we go visit uh, doctors or um, emergency room, especially as black women, we need to be aware of what it is that they're supposed to be doing for us. They're supposed to listen to us. And we have to advocate, and it's very important for us to know our limitations and the doctor's limitations on what they can and can't, you know, dismiss. Um, so I thought that was very important as well. And then also very important, something uh, Asia was talking about last week is um, the New York housing, the, the crisis that is the New York housing. Um, so she plans on launching a five-year housing plan to invest $25 billion to create and to preserve, which is very important because it doesn't matter who comes in after her, they can't overturn if it's preserved. Um, preserve 100K of affordable housing units. That's very important um, because not only, again, these, it's like kind of like being rent controlled, right? Like they can't just take it away. So if you are, if she implements this, it doesn't matter who comes in after that. It this is this is your this is your space, and this is what it will be designated for the city. Another thing that she's proposing, and I'm going to close out with um, Kathy Hochul, um, is a safe option support, um, aka SOS teams, and is to help battle the homelessness crisis um, in New York. Um, what I think is important to mention, but it's also the same thing like Eric Adams also proposed, um, mental health practitioners like going to um, subways and going to emergency shelters and and things like that to, um, I guess, talk to these people because there's not much else that a mental health uh, practitioner can do. Um, I thought it was interesting, but I, I find it interesting that these politicians, they always offer support in the mental health capacity as opposed to support in let's find you housing, let's find you a job, um, things of that nature, because all homeless people aren't 
suffering from a mental health crisis or, or suffering from mental illness. So I do find it a little irritating, frustrating that none of none of the plans by either Kathy or um, the Republican candidate offer any type of like building more shelters because five, six years ago, New York did a sweeping of closing so many homeless shelters, hence why so many people are on the street. So it's just, it's a little irritating to me that that is not something that is in anyone's plans, like at all. Um, and that's just, you know, crazy. And just speaking to like the rent part, I was reading this article, uh, like landlords are landlords are on strike from renting their apartments. So it's not that people can't find apartments or they're not, they're not there, they're there. But the landlords want to raise the rent so high in there. So in their mind, they're just not renting them. I'm going to make up some numbers because I forgot the exact numbers. But it was like, if there's, there's like 100,000 apartments that are not for rent because landlords refuse, refuse to sell them or refuse to rent them because they're trying to get them rented for just crazy amounts of money. So I feel like somewhere on somewhere, someone should be cracking down on landlords. Like you cannot, you, you, you cannot do this. You cannot hold hostage um, apartments because that's going to add to the homelessness situation. Because not again, not everyone homeless is mental ill, mental illness is people like who have regular jobs mm -hmm. who can't afford their rent. I mean, I'm sure that will lead to mental illness if you're working a fucking nine to five. You're working nine to five or two or three jobs and you got to be homeless. I'm almost certain that'll make you insane. Yeah. But it's like, okay, okay, keep building shelters, whatever, whatever. But we don't even need more shelters. We need the apartments that are for rent to be for rent at an affordable affordable price. And I was even discussing with my coworker the other day, this I, to touch real quick on what we discussed last week, like the... Why why does rent go up every one to two years? It should really be something more locked in. Like you, do you plan to stay here for 10 years? Okay, here's a 10-year lease. And in mm -hmm. these 10 years, you'll pay this amount of money. The mm -hmm. idea that we're still allowing rent to go up every one to two years is insane because there's no guarantee for your job to match the speed of your rent. So it's like, okay, build more shelters, I guess, but also let's work with what we already have. Yeah. Also, the city is crowded as fuck. And they also need to make sure that these new apartments have parking because you're putting up buildings and no one has anywhere to put their damn car. They have they parking, but they're charging an astronomical amount for people yeah. to park in garages. Like when I was looking for apartments and this was like peak COVID, but during the, you know, like shutdown and everything like that, there were buildings that we were looking at where like the rent was 2,500, but parking per month was anywhere between three hundred to five hundred dollars. That is insane. Yeah. I'll sell my car before I do that. Yeah, I just want to interject. Like what you just brought up, Sonia, is actually the job of the um the state comptroller, which is also going to mm -hmm. be on the ballot. And I'm pretty sure that's uh okay. Kiyoma will like just so like right. So everything that we bring up as citizens, it's like there are certain um offices that deal with that and we're not like i think you joked about it like last episode like what the fuck does a comptroller do yeah the comptroller is basically the the coo like is the comptroller is basically like the 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 church uh finance woman you know yeah the cfo yeah, yeah. our state cfo yeah yes that's true i will get to my comptroller in a minute um, i was just so reading about it too <laughs> so the Republican candidate, for whomever's listening, that's Republican, whatever. I don't really care. But the Republican candidate is Lee Zeldin. So his website is wild. It literally looks like 
I think the only thing that I can compare it to is like a fucking eviction notice like where something is like bright red and then there's just mad like like sub like that that's literally what it is just mad like for instance like he has no clear description on how he plans to increase public safety it's literally just bullet points like right fucking spitballing he had ideas and he was just like yes let's make a bullet point of this so i'm just gonna like a couple because it's wild the one thing that stood well two things but one thing that stood out to me was he wants to repeal the halt which is h-a-l-t solitary confinement act so halt stands for humane alternatives to long-term solitary confinement listen to this shit so this act that that the new york state operates under it limits solitary confinement to 15 days days which is fucking wild wild he wants to repeal that shit mind you this act is only three years old (laughs) three years old that's it only three years old but he that's like one of his like main things repeal that and like his his bullet points have things of, you know, like the the um, Department of Correctional Officers, like repealing that, like doing a whole overhaul of that, doing a whole overhaul of the parole system and um, do, but not in a good way. All of these things need to be overhauled. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he wants it to be where it's more of whomever is the governor will have control of certain things like that. Whereas that usually falls under the Lieutenant governor and then sub, 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 um, or whomever the mayor is of the different uh, counties and cities that our um, jails are in because not all of our jails fall under, you know, Eric Adams mm-hmm. delegation or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, if you wanna read up on Lee Zeldin, whatever, um, I think, well, I think actually no, whatever. for us to get yes. everybody all of the things so just like to just go we could do quick three bullet points of like what his um what lee zeldin's platform is um he wants to restore public safety as kilma Mm -hmm. said he wants to expand educational opportunities um i'm not exactly sure what he means by that um it was very vague and then he (laughs) wants to cut taxes and stop congesting price congestion pricing and And cost of living which I don't understand either. The cost of living. I'm like, what, what, what are you gonna do about the cost of living? Like, what? Right. What, like, no. oh, what, yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So, so he's like a, a banking guy, and he is thinking about like. So when I hear the word like safety and restoring, and a lot of these politicians are throwing these words around with empty mm-hmm. policies behind it, is basically he's going to back the NYPD. Is what I gauge from everything that he has been yep. saying. Um. And if that's important to y'all, safety, in very loose, vague terms, then that's your And what, what he said, he's gonna, he's, he wants to, you know, fire all the DAs who don't uh, enforce the law. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, cool. the thing on his, like, the, the education system, it was basically, like, a lot of these politicians in the a lot of the republican candidates i should say in blue states what the basis of their um campaign is like 
freedom, right? It's like freedom, freedom of choice, all these things like that. So ending vaccine mandates, like vaccine across the board, not just COVID vaccine. So not, um, so like just kids could just come to school without getting, you know, like their measles and their, mm-hmm. you know, all the, all those things like that. Um, but also he, there was a line in here that he has <laughs> that is promote more civics in the classroom to educate kids more about their great nation. And then there's a comma and then teach students about the Holocaust. (laughs) Like these things, like these moving on that, you know, but it, like Ty said, it's very important to know what the, so that you understand how important it is. Like if we don't go out and vote as, you know, a democratic party or whatever, we don't keep New York blue. This is what we could be forced with, you know? Um, So yes, to Ty's point, that is very important. Yeah, and it's important, sorry, and I just want to say it's important about the governor, just in case anybody doesn't know what the governor does, because everything Mm -hmm. is kind of like high fluting up in the air. Mm -hmm. So basically, the governor is able to sign and um, veto legislation. So like, there are a few... There are a few, what am I saying right now? There are a few proposals that's up on the docket right now. Um, the They have a, like a couple of ballot proposals and these are the people that can make these laws mm-hmm. a thing for us or not. Um, and then they also, which is really important, they set the state's yearly budget mm-hmm. and how to allocate it. They appoint leaders um, in our state positions, such as like the DOE, the chief, the uh, police mm-hmm. commissioners, shit like that. I actually think the mayor does police commissioners, but these are the important things that they are able to do. So we have to make sure that we are vigilant and making sure that we align with what's best for the humanity of us or whatever yeah but yeah back to yuki okay and so next on the docket on the ballot will be um attorney general so the incumbent is the you know graceful letitia james um and she's running in the democratic party and so letitia james is basically like running on her same campaign that she did um before restoring you know justice and also cashless bail um which is also very important it's very it is a very tricky (laughs) it's very tricky um but it just needs it needs time like we need time and she needs the support of city council and all these things like that so that's why it's also very important to vote across the ballot not just you know just like spitballing anything else but she also needs the support of you know the people within the attorney general's office and the support of the mayor and all these things like that which i'm sure like she has to an extent the support of the mayor but you know it's also whatever but yeah so letitia james is running as uh the democratic can uh, uh candidate and the republican candidate is michael henry who also came up in um the uh the ag system as well he has done his i guess civil duty (laughs) he's done his civil duty to an extent but i mean i feel like new york needs to continue on the track with 
someone like Letitia James, not just because she's Black, but because of all of her values, right? Bringing any and everyone to justice. Like that is her, you know, campaign slogan, essentially. Like that's what it encompasses. You know, like, yes, it's important that she is, um, you know, suing and and bringing charges against all the, the, the entire Trump family and all these things like that. But what the charges are, are also very important. It, it's, it should be representative of the representative of the ethos of New York. It doesn't matter who you are. It if you break the law, this is what's going to happen. And so I think that it it would be <laughs> it would be uh what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't know. But yes, vote for vote for Letitia James. That's my, you know, slogan. Um if you're a Republican, I suggest that you read up more on Michael Henry. Doesn't AGs tend to not really have that big of like a campaign, you know, slogan and all these things like that, but you're welcome to research Michael Henry. Does anyone yeah, have anything? He's like <laughs> yeah, he's also like a he's a lawyer yes. and a firm owner which I think mm -hmm. says a lot about who he is. He's another NYPD guy. Mm -hmm. He's talking about the quote unquote crime crisis. Um, he's talking about cracking down on rampant corruption and the cost of living, which is also very, very vague. Um, I also would like to point out, I'm pretty sure Letitia does not have the support of the mayor because she was defund the police all day. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, but that's my girl and I'm voting for her. Yeah, same. Um, so... Now we are on to the New York State Comptroller, which is what Ty spoke briefly on. Um, so the incumbent is Thomas D. Napoli, and the Republican uh, candidate is Paul Rodriguez. So um, Thomas D. Napoli, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, I don't have too much knowledge on the Comptrollers, but one thing that he is like really running on is keeping or keeping New York's home ownership rates. No, uh, I'm sorry, increasing New York's home ownership rates. Right now, we are at the lowest in the nation. Um, and our state's racial and ethnic home ownership gaps are higher than national average. And so that's one thing that he is running his campaign on. That's like, yeah, that's really like all the commercials and stuff that you see with him. It's him trying to close that gap. That's what he says. <laughs> um, Paul Rodriguez. I have a question. What is yeah. what is his plan to close the gap? That is the question. Well, he's for to close the gap on what? The racial divide between home ownership. The gap. Oh, I don't know. He keeps like he says a lot about I haven't heard him talk about race, but he talks a lot about working families and laboring families because he comes from like a union family. So mm -hmm. I just read white. Mm -hmm. But what he he does talk about, like when you were talking about the landlords and stuff, and I was like, he from what I read about him, he says that he has cracked down on landlords and like their the way that they uh, price gouge people. I don't know if that's true because I still feel it. Um and he's also big on like fighting government fraud and waste. And he's like talking about improving government efficiency and effectiveness. Um, I did not read anywhere where I can find something to back that up, but because he is in um, office now, but he does talk about how he was managing the pension fund well, mm -hmm. um, and how that that's like one of the shining things that he has worked on and increasing that. 
um, which is really important because we, everybody's talking about by the time that we get to retire, there will be literally nothing left for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And- um, so one of his things about cracking down on landlords, I think the main thing that he was running with was um, monitoring and enforcing against the discrimination discriminatory practices in the housing industry, which is, you know, rampant, um, and including mortgage financing, appraisals, and other services um, that should be pursued as illegal. Like it's, I feel like that's been coming out a lot over the last couple of years. I know the New York Times like did a spread about it, um, but I think it was only because the Black couple in question, they were professors. And I think that's the only reason why it made it to um, being, you know, an article in the New York Times, but it is definitely because my mother owns a couple of houses and it is the appraisal process for black and I would assume Hispanic people is, is, is like, it's, it's almost embarrassing. Like it's very, they assume so many things about you before you, they even come and, you know, come and check out your house and take value of your your home and, and things like that. Um, so I think that that is something that is very important that he's running on. Um, Paul Rodriguez's campaign doesn't mention that at all. Um, and the disparity is like really insane. Um, I think that it's, it's a lot to read, which is usually the case with when it comes to finance and home ownership and all these things like that. Um, but if you just go to um, the state of the state.ny.us and it's the state comptroller and you'll see all of like the audits and things that he's pushed forward um, in the last few years. Uh, but the most re- recent one about the home ownership was actually just published two days ago. Um, and I think it's, it's a very, very interesting read supported by charts and beautiful facts and all these things like that. Um, that is also linked to the Census Bureau. So I will just make a quick note about that. <laughs> Why it is very important for us to complete the census. I know that you know it has a lot of, to quote ties, hashtag tricky, a lot of tricky things attached to it. But when it comes to essentially like, um, you know, midterm and our local elections, completing the census is very, very important. Um, and this is, this ties, we, we, we spoke about it um, a little briefly uh, last week, that it, it definitely ties to how much funding our New York City, um, our public schools get within our neighborhoods. If you do not complete the census, um, they would, if, you know, for instance, like in my community, in my neighborhood, um, in Bed-Stuy, if only 30% of us completed the census and of that 30%, only like 10% have children, they'll assume that the school that's in that district doesn't have a large population of students because only 10% of this community has children that are of school age and you know so on and so forth. And these are the things that it goes to fixing our roads, potholes and shit like that in the street. If you want to get a speed bump, if like it's just so many things that's tied directly into your neighborhood, it's very, very important to complete the census, y'all. And I'm just that's all I'm gonna say about that. I just want to add in the census yeah. is currently hiring. So <laughs> Fill them out, but also go get you a little job, you know? <laughs> go get you a little side gig. Go get you a little job, <laughs> after work situation. Um, they have door-to-door positions, which is scary as fuck, but they also have headquarter positions and they have uh, like manager positions where you would have a staff underneath you. 
And if they need help, you would go to there. Cause like what you do is you stay in one neighborhood. So it's not like you're touring the city mm-hmm. and usually they put you where you live also. So it's not a really unfamiliar uh, location. Um, so, you know, if I want a job, you know, let's go on to, uh, uh, census.gov. So super simple, uh, website <laughs> census.gov. All right. So right now I can use that. <laughs> The last on our list is the New York State Senate. Um, so being that we took the summer off, we couldn't really push midterm elections and things like that. So an incumbent it, that is on the ballot is Chuck Schumer, who we all know and has probably spoke at all of our fucking graduations and <laughs> all of these things like that. Um, he is the Democratic um, candidate. Uh, the Republican candidate is Joe Pinion. And then there is a party that I had to like Google because I've never heard of it before. Um, the LaRouche. That bitch is strange. Let Yo. Me tell you, it's been two weeks that I've been diving into that shit. <laughs> that bitch is strange. It's so interesting. The party. Diane? <laughs> Ms. The Diane? Diane? Quaker. She's a Quaker. Yes. But it, but it tracks though because that party. The La- if y'all don't know, the LaRouche party is like a, like a, it's a part of the Democratic Party, right? But they're more um, socialist and Marxist based, like that is, and so the party, um, I think it was like in the 1960s that it was like actually formed, and the man's name, it was after, what's his name? Lyndon LaRouche, right? And so uh, just a little like, backstory on it back in the 60s and 70s you know with all like the hippie movements and all these things like that they felt like the democratic he felt like the democratic party was just going just a little bit too left and he didn't really resonate with the far right so he claimed so he decided to have like another branch of the democratic party but this party is also like far right like it's essentially far right. Like their views and their values is wild. <laughs> you think so? I think, I mean, what I read about them is like, it's economic based. I think you can see it on Ballotopedia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of made sense. Like mm-hmm. it's a little tricky because what they basically want is for the U.S. to have one national bank and to take, um, to take banking and finance out of the stock market mm-hmm. so that the banks can have some type of um what is it called consequences where they can't just like mm-hmm. use our our money to make these wild investments and then they have nothing to back it up or give us our money back right. so i was like oh that makes sense but also it's the 60s and niggas was dropping acid but i was like that that sounds like a really good idea to me I mean, so there was, I'm going to plug a show that's got canceled and I think it's worth watching, watching the newsroom. I don't know if y'all ever love that fucking show. show, love that show. So it's funny because on the newsroom, there is a character, her name is Sloan and she is a brilliant, uh, economist and there's just certain things that come up. And as I was reading, like what their main goals are of the LaRouche movement of, of the LaRouche party she mentioned and like one of the main things like uh Ty just uh spoke on that 
entire uh, act was called the Glass-Steagall Act. And it was removed in 2007. And we all know what happened in 2008, <laughs> the housing crisis and the market collapsing and all of these amazing, you know, great things. But also the government, we bailed the banks out, even though they fucked up royally. Um, so like, I think like any party, the LaRouche party had, they do make some valid points and they do make some, you know, but it's also their candidates are, <laughs> are, are a little, a little tricky, a little extreme. Um, racist. I mean, she's Quaker. What else is she? <laughs> what? Plus, I Googled it. Quakers, they kind of, Quakers are kind of summer down. They have a whole Quakers Black Lives Movement um, chapter. <laughs> I mean, but so did people who put black squares up. Mm. Well, I like, so are they, what's the, what's the, what's their, what's they, I mean, for me, everything comes down to, are they racist? Because, you know, I'm black. Yeah. I equate Quakers and what's that other religion? The Mormonists, like, Racism. they don't like, they don't like black oh, people. Oh, so are, are they similar? I don't know about Quakers. I don't know about Quakers are not as similar, but they're more like, I thought they, they're more, more like Amishy. They're more yes. They they yeah. like um oppose like well some of them oppose like technology and like they live off the land and you know all those things like that. Mormon like I guess the extreme Mormons like they do the Mormons are terrible people. They don't they are actually just they're demons. So yeah, and I know a, a ex Mormon and they racist. Just Let me say this: Mormons are nice as fuck, but they are also demons. So you know, two things can exist at the same time. That is facts. This is true. Such, such nice people, insane demons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can uh, we wait, go wait, into wait. um? Wasn't the other day um was it canceling that school because it said F the Mormons? Was it? Who said I that? It was a, oh, it was a, it was a, it wasn't at a high school. Was it, no, no it was college, a college, college, college. Yes, it was at a football game. And they were chanting, fuck the Mormons. Oh, BYU. Yeah, they had yeah, to. Yeah, for, had, for they, University they of, of Utah. Yeah, of no, Utah, yeah. Yeah, they're terrible. That school is right. fucking racist. As, every fucking year, something happens. They are racist as fuck. Mm-hmm. Can, I just, can I just say three random Maybe two or three random Mormon facts. One, they do not drink coffee because they think it's satanic. I think or tea either. They can't have tea or coffee because it's like it's too lustful. Can't have coffee. Oh. Yeah. Two, three, two, whatever. They don't believe that black people um are real human beings. Yeah. We're 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 black because we when we when we fell from heaven, like <laughs> we're fallen angels who became black. Like that's our sin. <laughs> that's our punishment of being black. Whoa, and whoa, whoa. Once you get into, once you become a Mormon and you die as a black, well, they only let blacks in like in a few, like in the last hundred years, they let black people in. No, not even in the last hundred years. It's less than that, right? It's some crazy, yeah. Uh Like it's like yesterday. But (laughs) besides that, they believe that if you are a black Mormon, once you die, you become white. Like you'll get your salvation back and you'll be white in whatever heaven they have. Is that what Book of Mormon is about? I haven't watched it. I don't know, but it might be. It might be about that. And they also do something called soaking where they um, put the penis in the vagina, but they don't pump themselves because that's where the real sin is, but they can have a friend or whatever, shake the bed so that you still get the thrusting action without you or the vagina. You man are, neither one of you are engaging in sex. You're just soaking the dick in the pussy and uh, then your friends pump. 
And that's, those are my three <laughs> they random women. They pump. They rock the bed. Oh, yeah. yeah, they rock they the bed. Rock so the that, bed. So that you, get, so you get the pumping. So, so everybody in the room just shaking up the just, Yeah. Just everybody. Poking yeah. the table. <laughs> that's called community. I will say that. They do okay. have community. Okay. <laughs> All right, Kilma, back to you. I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You're going to Joe Pinion. The Senate, the Senate. Yes, Joe Pinion is, uh, is the Republican candidate for the Senate. What I will say, even though I don't love Chuck Schumer, um, it is very important for me that we elect a Democrat into the Senate because if we lose even one seat, one seat in 2022, our majority will be gone and Mitch McConnell will take over the fucking Senate and it's game over. Again, if we all remember, hopefully we all remember in Obama's last uh, freaking tenure as our president, the House was fucking Republican and we couldn't do shit. Yeah, and I just want to say too, like people assume that New York is a blue state and Mm -hmm. we are not. Like, please, let's remember the 12 years of Pataki. And we are actually closer than ever to going back to a red state. I think Joe Pinion, they said, I I was listening to a podcast. I'll plug it in the show notes maybe. Um, But they were saying that if uh, a government, yeah, if the Senate, gets 30% votes, anything anything over 30% votes in New York City, then it's likely that they will win. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think Joe Pinion is at 37%. Mm-hmm. And we always think that New York City is the voting deciding factor. But however, I will tell you guys, I drive upstate often mm-hmm. and it is mm-hmm. not safe. Like, I it's don't not. feel safe. There's a lot of Trump 2024, Ooh. like way more than you would think. Mm-hmm. New York is way Hudson. more segregated, more, way Hudson. more red. Hudson, New York. Say? I said Hudson, New York. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, I mean, I'm, I was further up than, like, than Hudson, mm. but like once you get to like Warwick, like up there further up like where like binghamton ithaca like it is very 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 red up there so don't Mm -hmm. rest and think that you don't have to vote because it's new york and we're going to be blue that is not true and joe is running a really good campaign by slandering black Mm-hmm. It's not because he's black. He's running a good campaign. I don't think Me. it's because he's black. I'll say he's running a good campaign because everything he's slamming Schumer. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to any of his interviews, he has not put out one policy, not one policy. Now he would he will say a lot of buzzwords. Mm-hmm. He will bring up Martin Luther King. He will talk about education. Also, he was talking about something that I've never heard about about school choice. Um, he said that schools should be, school days should be longer for the education of children. He's talking about public housing because he grew up in Yonkers in the projects. Um, he's against cash bail, um, a cash bail, abolishing cash bail. Um, he's talking about like poverty and climate and the economy. And he's saying a bunch of nothing. The only thing he continues to say is that he quit his job and, what I hear is that that's a nigga that don't want to work. Exactly. <laughs> and can I just say, this is- and he look wild. And I was, I was just going to say, on a superficial level, he looks like a nigga that have a podcast 
He looks like he loves Kevin Samuels, that he gave money to his funeral. He looks like he could be an incel if not for the fact that he somehow got on TV and the there's incel. a woman. No, he's, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't know what he looked like. I don't know. Not anything. funny, but it's terrible. But no, so no, yeah. Ty, he has a lazy eye. He gives yes. up, he very much, he gives very much like, I hate women. Oh, 100%. I hate, I hate blacks. I hate me. Uh, and, kind of face. And his slogan is, take back the dream. Yes. Now, everybody's slogan actually has something to do with the dream, Mm reimagining, restoring the dream. And I just want to know what the fuck is the definition of the dream for y'all? Because I don't want y'all to sell me no more dreams. I want tangible Mm -hmm. things. Well, you said we'll bring fiscal responsibility back to uh, D.C. So What does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) That means nothing. I watched a 37-minute interview with this man and learned absolutely nothing. He said absolutely nothing. He says nothing. Crime. New York is experiencing a crime crisis. <laughs> no, seriously. Crickets, if you, crickets, to Ty's point, if you visit his campaign page, it's literally just, he has like a little blurb. Well, not a little, like a little soliloquy, I would say. What does he believe in? So he doesn't, he believes in a lot of things. He just can't pinpoint. Hire somebody. No, the one thing that I, I do think that he believes in, that's the only thing that rang true is that he said that he's necessarily not a Republican, but because of some of his views, it aligns more with the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about more so of like voting a- across party lines. Mm-hmm. But I think he was doing that more as a tactic. I do agree with that. And what he was saying was true. You Sometimes, like right now, we're in a, in my opinion, we're at a point where we cannot divide our votes across party lines because right now it's so... It is so um, important that we don't give the fucking house to the Republicans mm-hmm. because our talk about our livelihoods and the and what 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 is it buzzwords in cost of living and shit like that. It is truly shocking. Our rights. That's their main. That's their main buzzword. Mm-hmm. Is our rights. Our yeah. rights. Our freedom and our rights. So think of it. Yeah, think of it using their buzzwords. If Republicans take control of the House, our rights, our freedom is gone. Like it's all gone. All our little student debt relief shit that we just filled out a couple last week, gone. That little 20 G's that we were gonna get, gone. Some of us, not all of us qualify, but some of us. Just start just abortion. Oh my God. <laughs> abortion health, just just basic things. And I think it's very important for Black people to remember that our basic freedom, freedom was an amendment. Mm-hmm. It was not written into the Constitution. It is an amendment. So we do not have the privilege of sitting elections out because anything Correct. that is not there, there, you have to. It's it, you have to think of it as. You have to elect people that you think or elect a party that you think you can sway in some matter, right? The Democratic Party is more, you can sway them a bit. Republicans, they're swaying to the other side, like, because they have so many extremists that have taken and they're like the forefront of the Republican Party. So their shit, the things that they want, that's going to be at the forefront. Uh, student debt relief, they don't give a shit about that because majority of these motherfucking extremists don't have a college degree. They didn't fucking go to college. 
or they're just rich enough as to where they don't have student any student debt. Abortions, they will lie, they will lie, they will lie and deny, deny, deny that they've ever had to get one or paid to get one. And it doesn't matter if abortion becomes illegal because if they want one, they'd be able to get one because they have the means to do so. We have to understand that, we have to think logically that majority of us fall in the middle class or below and we have to vote for that. We can't vote for what looks good or that I feel like that's what happened with Eric Adams. We, we voted for the fact that he was a black man that, and then because of all the lawlessness that's happening in New York and he's whatever, whatever. I, I am afraid that something like that will happen with Joe Pinion because he's a black man, because he's from the Bronx, because he's from, you know, he's like a, he's relates, he could relate to the people and things like that. And he doesn't really have one point the point is, besides what Ty was saying is that he doesn't, he falls like somewhere in the middle. Like he's not a Democrat nor he's, or, or is he a, a Republican? It's just like, these are the things that matter that, that are important to him. But there are buzzwords for us in his little, you know, soliloquy, the fact that he spoke on Newsmax, the fact that he is a representative or a spokesperson for Republican with the capital E-N, um, just, just different things and the people that he aligns himself with. These are the people that he speaks to. These are the people that he aligns himself with. And while Chuck Schumer may not be everybody's favorite, in this case, unfortunately, we have to go with the lesser of two, you know, evils. For lack of I mean, I did agree with one thing that he did say, um, Mr. Pinion, uh, lazy-eyed Pinion. Um, he said make a, a election day a federal holiday. I'll take it. It should be. It should be. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I don't think it needs to be set, but like, I'll. It should be. I agree. I'll take it. Election is very important. But Correct. the thing is, is that the reason why I would never be that is because majority of people that look like us mm-hmm. got to work. And mm-hmm. if. And don't know. States, not all states are like New York, where you have the ability to leave work or come into work two hours later or two hours before. Um, I mean, yeah, just two hours later, whatever. Um, yeah, not all states have that, you know, uh, one thing that Lee Zeldin is pushing is voter ID. That's another thing that would, that could mm-hmm. cripple some people. Um, you know, newsroom spoke on it. I would t- listen, newsroom is like kind of like a Simpsons thing where it's like, it predicted a lot of fucking shit. And I, I rewatched it. it. It's day. about, it's about, it's about watching trends and seeing what's mm-hmm. happening down a pipeline. Mm-hmm. Like it was already, it was the shit that's happening now was stuff that was already put into yeah. motion 15 years ago. Yeah, it was you written. Know? It really is. I just honestly, I just want to talk to the blacks and the older blacks. Like, y'all gonna look at Joe Penny and y'all gonna be like, oh, but he a black man and he's saying all of this. Like, think of your, think of your, your older brother that can't get it together, your uncle or that uncle, your son. Would you put New York's, would you put New York in their hands? <laughs> Would you? Cause I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it with Penny in. I'm not doing it because he. And let's not even talk about what he's talking about. Asylum secret, like. Y'all can have. He can have it. Y'all can have it. Listen, y'all. We are all transplants. We are all immigrants here, willingly, involuntarily. Like we, we, we was all brought here. Mm -hmm. We was all brought here at some point, but. 
I thank y'all for tapping in. If y'all have any questions, we are gonna, when we post this, we're gonna post links. Um, please feel free to ask questions. We'll be posting things to our stories in relate in, in regards to the election. Um, yeah, and if you have any questions about any of the candidates, if there's something that I may have missed or you know any one of us may have missed, please feel free to leave it in our comments and things like that when we post. Um, and yes, please go out, vote, vote, We vote. did forget one thing that's left on the ballot, and that's the state um, Senate. No, and that's also the person that approves the spending levels, um, confirms the governor's appointments of state officials, and then the Democrat, his name is David Alexis. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, and this is where we also, uh, this is where we talk about housing protections and tenants' rights. Um, he's uh, go voting on universal health care, public safety, um, through community investment, and he's supporting the Green New Deal, which I know mm -hmm. is very tricky for people who are mm -hmm. keeping up to date with what's going on with that. And the Green New Deal is basically um, America trying to, well, the Earth, trying to um, reduce our carbon emissions uh, and get away from fossil fuels. And, you know, it's basically like oil versus technology. So it's a lot of back and forth bureaucracy with that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the uh, Republican running mate is Kevin S. Parker. Um, don't care. <laughs> I mean, if you want to know, he is... Uh, he is talking about making this oh a safer community, affordable housing, and meaningful employment. I don't know what he means by that. And choosing the educational <sighs> achieve and oh closing the educational achievement gap. Mm. Um, a lot of people are talking about how due to poverty, apparently America is down in education, but that's been going on before I was born. Oh, um, ever, literally forever. And yeah. Yeah. So that's what we have on the ballot. And there's some ballot proposals. Uh, we will update that on the stories. Yes. All right, y'all. Well. All right. So now that we <laughs> hit y'all with the so boom, now we got a little peep game. Asia, what you trying to put us on to? All right. On a much... <laughs> much lighter note you know politics are so important but they're so heavy and i guess they're also oh. boring at times and it's just unfortunate that they are boring and that you really have to be invested mm -hmm. and we're not even though it affects every single person yep Facts. it just sucks but hopefully this was a little entertaining but if after you eat you um, after you voted you want to get some good food um i recommend ricardo's restaurant uh, ricardo's steakhouse is in harlem it's 110th and second avenue now i did contact them but they didn't get back to me because i wanted to know <laughs> like if they're black owned they're not they're owned by i believe two white men or they're italian or they're hispanic i don't know but they're not black yeah i know i'm pro-black over here however the food is mad good right and it's in Harlem. And I feel like they treat their patrons nice. You ever go someplace nice and it's like you can feel that they got they they took this spot in your neighborhood, but they don't want you there. It's yeah. very much not the vibe there. Like they have murals of like Biggie on the wall and they have and the, the, the music is like R&B and like old school R&B and it's like rap. It's you feel welcomed as a black brown person in this establishment. So that's why I really enjoyed it. It wasn't like, like there's some spots in Harlem that you go to and it's like, it's very much white. 
Mm. And you're in the middle of Harlem and you're like, where the fuck am I? Mm. So this is East Harlem, but it's a very good um, establishment. I don't know what their stars are, but the food is always amazing. The price is really good. It's like, it's a, it's upscale dining in my opinion, without having to go like into like lower Manhattan or Midtown. And the food is delicious. Like I've been there three or four times. Upscale dining and you went to Lower Manhattan. <laughs> no, Lower Manhattan is like you have um I mean, like well like Wall Street finance. No, no STK. That's in that's in Lower. That's in mm-hmm. um in the Iron District. Me House. STK is in Me House. Um, uh, back in District. Yeah, right. House. I'm like, wait, what? I know it's funny. I know it's a steakhouse, but uh. You know what's so funny? I become my mother because my mother says everything crazy. She calls. She's always like, yeah. Um, she called me. She's like, do you know where the flatiron is? I'm like, what is the flatiron? Flatiron? Yes. I said flat iron. <laughs> it's the like, conviction for me. Like, is that what it says? I'm like, it definitely says flat iron. <laughs> um, so meat house, I'm sorry, it's genetic. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, Asia, I'm looking this up. This food look good. It's a 4.5 on Google. The food is good. Delicious. Ricardo's is good. The Part food is delicious. Like, um, just a little about me. I went there two weeks ago. I had, um, they have the most delicious. You want a date? No. Okay. I mean, it was my mom. She paid. Yeah. Date. I took her home. That's the date, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they have really good, like, table bread. It's like, I don't know how they do it. It's oh, like, table it's bread. like a really thick bread. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but it's like cut into, like, triangles and it's like in a panini press it's delicious it even tastes it even tastes good cold um lots of seafood it's a steakhouse but lots of a whole seafood uh part of the menu so i just want to say like people of harlem or the bronx or wherever if you want some good food at a very decent prices i mean like my mom and i went last two weeks ago and several drinks several courses and we paid under 200 dollars what yeah, the food is really good. The food is okay. and happy hour until 6 p.m. every day. During during the week or yeah. every day, Monday through Friday? I, I mean, I think it's every day till 6 p.m. Ooh. If not, I'm sorry about the weekend part, but it's definitely, it's, I know it's on Fridays also okay. till 6 p.m. So just check out Ricardo Steakhouse, 110th and 2nd Avenue. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh, I am the Asia Thomas, uh, Seiki, and Sally, and your girl, I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificating Pod. You can follow us, engage, 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 and like us on YouTube. We are at From the Burrows Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, engage, and don't forget, we love y'all play cousins. Bye.